0: Well, hi everybody. I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre K-12 Education Talk Radio. Just got to reset my mic there. Hope you could hear me. It's Larry here on Education Talk Radio, and today's date is uh, the 18th of October. It's 2023. We have a very interesting topic today. We've got the Aaron Philip Dworkin here, and Mr. Dworkin is the executive director. Let me get this right. The executive director of the National Association. For summer learning and as i titled this show welcome to fall never too early to think on summer learning and you know i have to say he's right all right because we all experience we all as educators experience the learning loss experienced by the kids we're on the statistics show we are behind and we've all had this pet peeve for years that's what summer vacation does all right but it's exacerbated by the uh, pandemic so we're going to talk to Talk to Aaron about what's going on, what he suggests, why this is important, to start thinking about it now. They've got an upcoming uh, uh, conference, so we'll, we'll talk about all that with uh, Mr. Dworkin in just a couple of minutes. I just want to remind everybody to go over to ace-ed.org. That's our home website for our Consortium for Equity. And our new issue of the magazine, Equity and Access, our online journal is up there. All the podcasts like this one are archived over there. Our our Excellence in Equity Awards program is over there. We're just starting the educator side of it. It's all good stuff, and it's all free, so please go over, check it out. If you're in education and like equity like we do and want to work a little bit for it, please go over. Everything's free at ace-ed.org. And without further ado, let me bring on Aaron. Hi, Aaron. It's Larry here. Hey, Larry, how are you today? I am fine. Where are you today? Are you in New York? Where are you? I'm in Washington, D.C. I'm in Washington, D.C. Washington, where our is. D. C. you're good enough, okay? Is it always summer
1: in your office? Is it always summer? Yeah, well, yeah. we always are thinking about
0: summer, that's for sure, as a, as good a great enough. way. Have it,
1: have it, Have it make a difference in kids' lives, absolutely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, as you heard me introduce the show, I mean, you know, it seems an odd time to be talking about summer learning, but I don't think any time is an odd time to be talking about it. All right, your conference is coming up. Obviously, it's a fall conference. We need time to plan. We need time to think. We need time to understand what kids need and what we have to do to make it important. So I'm just going to ask you the obvious question, okay? About the national, the national associate, national summer learning association. Summer learning. Pardon me. Yeah, yes. NSLA okay the national summer learning association all right please tell me why is summer learning so important now more than ever
1: sure so our organization uh, nsla has been around for 30 years and started with the kind of original seminal research on summer learning loss and summer slide that showed that especially low-income kids in the summer months don't have access to great programs to keep learning and growing and And that the effects and the negative effects of that, the loss, the slide were cumulative. So it really stepped them behind. We put a national spotlight on that for years. We've been working with school districts, nonprofits, government agencies to work and serve more kids, especially the most vulnerable. COVID, the negative effects of COVID put a spotlight on the importance of summer learning like never before. And it has taken us from being a niche issue to a national priority of the country. And in the American Rescue Plan, there was $30 billion set aside just for after-school and summer programs to help kids catch up. So our conference, which actually just took place a few days ago. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I had the uh, dates uh, wrong. Okay. Forgive me. Yeah, 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 no, no, no problem. Uh, you know, it featured the head of the Secretary of Education, Cardona, and, and you know, the yeah. Deputy Surgeon General came, and all these great people, and it was sold out. And, and basically all oh, the folks are saying, how can we leverage summer programs not only to help kids catch up, help them keep up and then propel forward
0: into the next you know
1: school year and also into uh, the next stage of life for them
0: and who obviously Cordoda, et etc where it's a very important for them to be there who else was there okay who are the people we need to be and I have to ask this were enough school districts yes. there because that's where the that's 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 where it all is. Talk about that. Yeah, who was there? yeah, and our
1: so we had we had hundreds of school districts, uh, many of them Great. involved with something we're, we we support called the District Summer Learning Network.
0: One had lots of state Didn't departments
1: of education, uh, who who came with their teams because they have a lot of resources and focus on it. We have all the nonprofits: with CEO YMCA of America, CEO Big Brothers Big Sisters of America, community yes. schools, every nonprofit you've ever heard of. And then the other thing that makes our association and our gathering unique is we also bring in all the what we call youth serving government agencies, libraries, parks and rec, public housing authorities. And as kids become older, become summer jobs and summer youth employment programs that are run by mayor's offices. So all these groups have their own conferences, but they never get together in one place. And so we've become this rare place in the field of education, bringing together all the strands and leaders of of our uh, ecosystem.
0: And have, have we learned anything now? And we know things are not good. I mean, all the statistics, we lost a lot. The you know, schools are now, I think it's a year and a half behind or so, or a half a year. Everybody's behind. Okay. And by the way, I have to say, as, as much as I loved summer vacation when I was a kid, okay, the fact of the matter is, there's no, there's no reason for it to be the same way it was when I was a kid. Okay. And by the way, when I yeah. was a kid, there were Conestoga kind of wagons. Okay. But seriously, yeah. we're not, I'm not harvesting anything. Okay. The, well, the let time me tell has you, come but, to think yeah. about it. Yeah, go ahead. Talk about yeah. all this. So we want mean, to it's time to really time. make a
1: change. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that's what we're trying to, and by the way, families, middle and upper middle class families have been spending thousands upon thousands of dollars without blinking or thinking for their kids to do great things in the summer. It's, and and, and, and yeah, no one has okay. to convince them, right? They're happy to do it. But yeah. what we're really talking about are the most low-income kids who just can't afford to do these things. And so what are we okay. are, wow. you know, we're trying to make this a priority. And there's about 25 million kids, kindergarten through 12th grade in America, who qualify for free and reduced lunch who are not in programs. Yep. And, and that's who we're trying to reach through this huge network. But what I'll, I'll tell you is we the, one of the reasons we use the term summer learning is to change the the uh, stereotype and the old kind of practice of what summer school was and if you ask anyone to go to yeah. summer school you know yeah. it was considered yeah. a punishment remedial like no one wants. no kid <laughs> no kids want to go no parents want to send their kids and no staff <laughs> want to work at it and <laughs> and then but when we talk about summer camp you, you think about you know swimming in the woods and lakes yeah. and, and having a great time <laughs> and all this so what we say is if you, had a, if you got summer learning and summer school to have a baby, I mean, sorry, summer camp and summer <laughs> school to have a baby, you end up with summer learning. And that's there you what go. we mean. It, it, it can't only be s'mores and kickball and no reading, but it can only be reading and math and no fun. And we need people
0: to kind of combine these, you know, team up around this. And, you know, I have to ask you something, and I'll just use – I know Clark County runs this way. They, they – they, uh, and a lot, of, a lot of school districts do. They, they have – School divided into four semesters and they have different breaks all through the year and so that in the summer okay maybe not in july per se but certainly starting in august then they'll take another break six weeks later it's different from when i went to school where you got out on june 28th and you went back after labor day okay and i grew up in philadelphia which i think everybody yeah. kind of knows right now but that's the old way of doing it if school districts changed to a semester system like 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 uh like Clark County as an example, would that be better? Or is it literally, when we talk about summer, are we talking about just yeah. time off from school, or are we literally talking about summer? And by the way, I loved what you just said about summer school. I hadn't even thought about that, but that was always something you dreaded. You dreaded yeah. it was, it was, it was summer school. Had band, and, yeah. that, yeah. and now you yeah. can make it
1: so fun that you can make it voluntary, and people want to exactly. But so it's it's a real mindset shift, you know, in terms of scheduling, like it's very different with local control and education, I know a lot of times districts have tried to move to a year round calendar. it's really I'm just saying it's really hard there's just a yeah, lot of well, yeah. teachers have their own kids they gotta deal with uh they don't always want to be you yeah, know, exactly. They're, Clark County, are you talking about Las
0: Vegas, outside Las yeah, Vegas? Yeah, Clark County? Las Vegas area. Right. So, yeah, I just use them as an example. Yeah. There are many districts that do this.
1: Well, let, yeah. let me just tell you, having worked in this, so prior to being CEO of National Summer Learning Association, I was National President of Arnold Schwarzenegger's after-school All-Stars organization no. for 12 years. and That's We cool. had, uh, we were in Las Vegas. We were all over the country. And I got to know all these areas and districts. And I'll tell you, like Clark County, it's 120 degrees in in the summer, and <laughs> the school system can't afford the air conditioning uh, to, to, to run summer broke. So he's like, there are a lot of localized challenges people need to figure out, right? And uh, so I'm just saying, it's a very unique uh, circumstances everywhere. What we know is there are a lot of partners who want to help, and you have a lot of unlikely allies. One of the most interesting things, Larry, in my job is to find all these partners who are working with kids in the summer who do not work with yeah. kids during the year. I'll give you an example. Oh, yeah. Medical schools and hospitals. All The, the NIH wow. is running a program for 600 teenagers to teach them how to be doctors. The FDA has a wow. All these programs are running uh, to help, especially minority, low-income kids, get exposure to becoming a doctor or a STEM wow. career. And they don't work with kids in the, during the school year. <laughs> but in the summer, we got what? thousands of kids. And at my conference, we had 25 hospitals and medical schools getting together, sharing best practice. Johns Hopkins, St. John's University, Northwestern Medical School was there. It was amazing. And there's That is amazing. to get all these corporate groups. Yeah, internships for credit now and volunteer service projects that you get student community service hours to work in. And I could just give you example after example. We give out national awards that hundreds of groups apply for. We only give out four, the New York Life uh, excellence in Summer Learning Awards, and we, we try and lift up models of creative examples of people, colleges that are packed with high school students and middle school students in the summer months, uh, teaching them on campus in different ways. So that's what we're trying to say: The learning can continue. It doesn't have to be in the four walls of the school building, but we do promote that it has to be aligned with the goals, the academic goals of the school district, but it could take place in museums, it could take place in all these parks, and record, I give you a million examples uh, of of how learning is taking place differently. Yeah,
0: over and now. let me let me ask Aaron. Okay, uh, for a program like you were just talking about, the hospitals, and then we said at the beginning that we're really talking about uh, lower income kids. Okay, and yeah, uh, and I'm and I'm curious, like a program like the hosp like the hospitals are doing to have kids uh, think about becoming going into the medical profession. Okay, yeah. are they reaching the the, the kids? Uh, in, in 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 the lower incomes. I'm talking about Native American, yes. Yes. You that know, is, Whoever that is, might yeah, be, absolutely. you know, it's, it's an in important their, thing. Yes. Yeah,
1: They're teaming up with their local school district. So we just did an event last week where we had what we call the partnership parade, and you saw Chicago Public Schools <laughs> and Northwestern uh, Medical System standing on stage together talking about how they work together. <laughs> and great. they have a, they had a principal saying, "I identify the kids who might be interested." And it's three summers in a row, uh, by the way. And they get paid. And there's just a lot. You know, New York City has 100,000 high schoolers who get paid to be in the summer youth employment program. They can do anything. Right? So there's just, what are we doing with them? And and we could put them in all these different settings. So there's just so much. A great program you would like, I think, uh, that we highlighted (laughs) last week is called Math Corps. It's out of Wayne State University. It's run by professors (laughs) in the math department. And there is Wayne
0: State. Is Wayne State Michigan or is Wayne
1: State Jersey? Wayne State Michigan, Detroit, Michigan. Wayne State Good. University yes. in downtown Detroit. And their yes. program, talk about equity, is they take they pay and train college math majors to teach and train high school students math, who then get paid to teach and train middle school students, who don't have to pay a dollar to attend, and the whole program's free for six weeks. And they have, one, no attendance problems because everyone cares a lot about each other, which I could share. And, two, they have no staffing problems because every kid can't wait to move up to the next level. And they have the most fun. They're dancing. They're chanting about fractions of decimals. <laughs> they have a minister of humor. That's great. They get huge results. And they don't have a lot of fancy amenities. There's no swimming pool. They don't have many fields. and research, but, but everyone cares about each other. And when you ask the professor, who runs it, this guy named Steve Kahn, who goes by PK, Professor Kahn. And you say, how do you get everyone to care so much about math? He goes, this program is not about math. This program is about love. And yeah. everybody knows it, and everyone shows up for each other. And Isn't that amazing? this is what we're lifting up. This is what we're lifting up. This is what can happen. You know, it can happen all year round. But at least in the summer, it's a time of innovation where you could try new things It's a time of uh, interconnectedness, where you could get all these partnerships. And if these partnerships work, they can continue on during the school year.
0: And I have to say, cause, <clears throat> excuse me, because I always talk about this, and I, I just I was on a webinar myself yesterday and, 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 and talked about this um, When you approach kids with mathematics like that, I just want to harp on this for a second kids mm-hmm. want to you, kids are asking for a rigorous curriculum. Okay. And when we discover the way to teach them a rigorous curriculum that challenges them, okay, that doesn't have sure. to be brutal. Yeah. It's fun. They rise to yeah. the occasion. Okay. And that, that's a, what you just said about Wayne State is the perfect example of that. Those kids may struggle yeah. in math during the year. Okay. But when it's taught mm-hmm. the right way, and we have to look at that quite carefully, it really makes sense. And it should be fun. It should be logical and it should be and fun but congratulate them and, and yeah. right
1: and non-judgmental you know it's uh they do this thing i can't even show it do it justice over the <laughs> phone here but like when when a kid gets asked a question or has to go up to the board everyone immediately starts move, rotating their hands over each other kind of like they're in a wheel kind of formation <laughs> silently but quickly to show support for the kid answering the question like you could do this keep going keep going yeah we, we yeah, support you can. and it's like that's automatically it happens
0: okay so aaron we're, we we are um i have to ask it this way okay you've been doing this a long time and you guys do great work okay but as we said at the very beginning we're st- and this is not your fault obviously we're still yeah. behind okay so what do we how mm-hmm. do we coalesce you know, I have to ask, why will we still be? Why are we still behind? We've been doing this for a long time. We know it's going on. Okay, nobody's stupid. Sure. Everybody knows it's going on. Why are we still having the challenges? What's in that yeah. mindset well, that's making it not work?
1: Well, it needs to be moved to just a year-round priority as opposed to, uh, like you know, a nice to have. Ah. Historically, <laughs> you know, people thought nice that starting in it. The- yeah, in April, if you had a few leftover bucks in your budget, you're like, quick, let's throw together a summer program. Of course it won't be good. Of course no one knows about it. Of course the people you're trying to reach have already made other plans. So it needs to be built into the year-round planning. Now, that's one piece. And, and funding always matters. And there is funding right now. And, you know, we'll continue to kind of make the case that we need more. But the other mm-hmm. thing, and Larry, because you work in education around the country and you're, you're a sure. great kind of follower of these trends. One of the things that we have a challenge with in this country that I believe and we're working hard to to alleviate this, is we have so many good intention people working in their own silos, and we're not coordinating exactly. and we yep. have a lot of money floating around. We've got a lot of people, and I break it into three groups, and I just gave a whole kind of talk about it I said we have a lot of doers, those are the people who work directly with kids, hundred thousand schools. 30,000 public schools, 30,000 private schools, 5,000 charters, 3 million teachers, and the teachers, you, you know, Parks and Rec, YMCA, all those groups, right? A lot of people working directly with kids. Then we have a lot of other people that I like to call renewers. These are the people who don't work with kids but support the kids, support the people who do work with kids, you know, your curriculum developers, your researchers, you know, your, your staff trainers. But the thing we're missing and what we need more of, and we need everyone and anyone to do this. You don't have to wait for some big leader. Is we need more gluers. We need people who are going to tie all this together. Someone who's going to pull in the library ah. with the school district. <clears throat> yeah. All right, we got the books. We got the staff. How do we get everybody reading? You know, yeah. and and not do a million and one separate initiatives. They could, they need to be aligned. I had 150 librarians at my conference last week. You know, they're wow. in charge of summer reading programs. No one calls them. No, very few districts are calling them saying, hey, will you please have these books be the ones you recommend? <laughs> you know, yeah. They're ready to do anything if the district will call them back.
0: You know, the the district, district has to tired. call – they have to call the district. They have to call the district. They, got to, they call the district. They do. Yeah. And, you
1: know, everyone's yeah. overwhelmed. So we need people who are going to pull everyone together and plan it out. And with summer, you actually have this built-in planning time where now, as we look at 2024, there is some time to, to, to get this all coordinated and, and, and use it as a kind of a stepping stone. And then our bottom line is, like, we like to say, like, we believe one powerful summer program can change the direction and course of a kid's year. Of course but it can. Multiple. It's year obvious. over year summers. Yeah. But yeah. multiple summers can change the course and direction of a kid's life. And that's I, I, what let we're me change forward.
0: that. It can change many kids' lives. It's not single. Many kids' lives. Many exactly. kids' lives. Exactly. Okay. Millions of And, kids. It, and it, we, it's, it's preposterous. A challenge. Yeah. It's yeah. preposterous. Yeah. yeah. We, that, have that that we have all yeah. the tools <laughs> we so uh, so ahead. let me ask this okay there's school districts there's teachers listening to the podcast or they will listen yes. on the on the archives whatever okay mm-hmm. um you know what do you want them to do and i a nice thing would go to uh, summer dot uh, summerlearning.org right summerlearning.org yes your what's that? Yep. yeah summerlearning.org like two t-
1: two things yeah. two things i would say more than anything else one is if they have the uh, the time and ability we have hundreds of thousands of programs that would love to hire them to work in the program, uh, in a program this summer. And it doesn't have to be in their school building. It could, it could be in any of these groups. And to take on the morning academic portion, or, and that would be one if they have the ability and interest. If they don't or they can't, the second most important thing to do, check in with all their students, especially the ones who are most vulnerable. In, in early February and March and with yeah. their parents and say, hey, what are, what are your plans for the summer? Or do you have a program? And if they don't have a, a program that they're going to sign on their kid up for, they should go and direct them to something we have going on called discoversummer.org. It lists 100,000 programs. You type oh in your God. zip code, you find all the programs oh my God. near you. And we had more than 300,000 families go on last year and spend five minutes each researching programs near them. So that's a resource. So at the very least, you know, if they could work directly, that would be wonderful. I can give you examples of programs like Teachers in the Parks in Reading, Pennsylvania, where teachers sit on blankets ah. under trees and work on reading, <laughs> you, know, with a, under, you know, with a whiteboard and a box of books in the morning. And then at, at lunch, the Parks and Rec people come in and they and they take, take it from there. And, and it's, it's amazing, and everyone loves it.
0: it's a beautiful it's program. I love one, that.
1: Yeah, one, direct people to find programs. I mean, there are so many, but they've got to know about it to sign up. And then the other thing we really need, and it's not just parents, and it's not just teachers, um, we're working with districts and guidance counselors on this, is we need more data yeah. to, know, to find out in the fall, hey, where were you last summer? And then back in March and in February, hey, where are you going to go this summer? And that's how we'll kind of move the needle here and get many more, millions more kids enrolled in programs.
0: Yeah, you yeah, have to, and it's interesting. Every school district knows the statistics about the learning loss. Not and I'm not mm-hmm. judging the pandemic yeah. plus summer. Okay, they know mm-hmm. that. All right, and they have to. They have to start working on it. If they work on this properly, okay, they yep. can they can solve their. If I may, they can solve their own problem by using the resources. Most of them don't know the resources. That are out there. And right. on that note, okay, how did yes. you, how did you at, at summer, at the summer uh, learning, uh, the <laughs> National Summer Learning Association? How did you guys reach out to school districts? I mean, there's twelve thousand school districts. How are we doing in terms of getting in there into their heads? Yeah. So we're the their problem. Of, they all know there's well, a problem. Yeah, yeah,
1: but we also have to have a lot of patience for them at the local level because it's easy for me to sit in the national level and, and harp on things, but I don't have a thousand screaming kids coming to my office every day, and you know, or my place <laughs> of work, and and you know, so I NSLA is part of a national partnership, a formal partnership with the U.S. Department of Education and oh, uh, five wow. groups. It's the initiatives called Engage Every Student, and it's. It's us, and it's the American uh, Superintendent Association, AASA, AASA, and it's the yeah. After School Alliance, the National League of Cities, okay? And it's also the the State Department of Education uh, groups. And we're all trying to coordinate at the national level on this topic, but we need folks, like I say, at the local level. Yeah. Kids don't learn at the national level, and they don't learn at the state level. Kids learn and learn, and learn at the local level, and that's what we need it's all more connectors and gluers at the local level we're going to tie in resources i'd like to say this larry which is uh, you know everyone is good at what they're good at it's great but kids aren't kids need everything a lot of times people ask me they're like oh do kids need mental health support or math and reading support they need both what do you need for your own kid i say it's like you know yes we got it's yes and if you need so but schools are better at math and reading other people are good at teaching art some people are good at doing and that's why we got to bring in all the people who have their little niche expertise or what they're good at and team up. And don't feel pressure if you're the math teacher to try and now run a hip hop dance class. You don't know how to do that. Don't pretend. <laughs> Go find the arts group who's going to come in and do that. And in Tulsa, Oklahoma, they served 7,000 kids last summer in their Ready Set Summer program, and they wow. had school district working with 40 Different community organizations coming in, coming into the school building, and they renamed it, they rebranded it as summer camp. So every <laughs> principal, every Great. assistant principal who ran it was running a was called a camp director for the summer, and it just <laughs> kind of like changed changed the image of it. Yeah. Uh, you Changing know, Tuskegee, Lewis, Alabama, Pittsburgh. There's so many districts. People know it. People are focused on it, and sometimes people feel alone. And what I'm trying to always tell people is like, you're not alone. There's so many people, and what's good about an organization like ours is we could scour the country. We have time to find out all the, you know, solutions to all the problems. Whatever problem someone's facing, someone else has already faced it. And we could, that's if right. I don't know the answer, I could, I could find someone who, who does and put you in touch. And that's, that's our kind of convening power and, and you know, usefulness.
0: Where Aaron, where does the uh, the, – this is very important to me – the community fit into all this. We're talking about school districts having to do all this, and we know that there's community organizations. But I'm not talking about the organization. I'm talking about literally the community. Okay, you're always trying to figure out what the hell to do with their kids over the summer anyway. Okay, and that includes senior citizens, many of whom are retired, many of whom are retired retired librarians and teachers on top of everybody else. Exactly. Where is the community? And again, not per se the organizations, but the people. Yeah, talk about that. And,
1: you know, in, in, in so many examples, Boston does this. They use the community as the classroom in the summer, and they open up. And this is why you need more coordination. And, and, P, and, by the way, there are assets, not just big cities, because I know sometimes, oh, cities have all these museums. You know, rural areas, there are empty summer camps that sit vacant for 10 months of the year that are in rural counties. And there's colleges and there's 4-H. And people have, they have hiking trails. People have, uh, every community has their own assets and strengths that need to be leveraged and brought in and listed up. And and that is a huge piece. This is why we do need local leadership to tie this in. You know, why is the Parks and Rec running a, a summer camp not in talking to the school district? And why is a summer camp who is yes. you know, sitting yeah. two miles down the street from a school district that no one knows? So one thing we funded this past two years was something, and I'm a, I did it with the American Summer Camp Association, ACA. We funded the camp-school partnership where we gave money to summer camps to then approach their school, local school districts, often rural, who have this extra post-COVID money, and said, hey, I'm not asking you for money, but I'm asking you to match my money. So we gave out fifteen, twenty-five dollars 25000 grants to camps. Each camp had to go to their district. The district had to match it. And now they have $50,000. And then we said co-design and co-run a program for your teachers and your kids, but at the camp facility at the end of the summer when the summer camp is over and it's sitting empty. And in Milwaukee, wow. Milwaukee Public Schools and Boys and Girls Club camps did such a good job together that Milwaukee Public Schools added in another seven million dollars and that wow. will expand these That's partnerships. Much. So wow. there, there are thank you. And congrats to them. It's like there are so many partnerships. They just need to be nudged together, incentivized to work together and and be complimentary. What do you have? What do I have? What do you need? What can I provide? And let's and they're all trying to reach the same kids, neighborhoods and communities. That's the joke.
0: That's yeah, why it's it so is.
1: sad, and that's why I'm 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 so one hopeful, but two sometimes frustrated. But I'm like, this is a very realistic challenge to reach all these kids.
0: Well, I will tell you, I'm, I'm just sitting here thinking, and you probably thought of it already. You know, if I were you, I'd put an ad in AARP magazine because there's so many seniors who are dying to help. Okay, yeah. and it's yeah, you know, and it you know, just get them juiced, so to speak. I mean, it's, it's it's you know, really Larry, I want to make it's like, it's a great point, yeah, but I
1: want to, I want to underscore it, which is, you know, we are fortunate, you and I, to work in a field where people who are not in our field want to help out. Sure, I have a friend. I have a friend. He's, I, have a friend he's, I have a friend. He's a dentist. People are not calling to volunteer at his dental office. But people are calling to volunteer at the summer program, and they want to help out the kids, and everyone gets it. And this is why it's not just on us. It's us to welcome all these millions of volunteers and retirees and people who have skills and strengths and ready to be mentors and
0: tutors and volunteers. There's a lot of coordination that needs to be done, but it's it's very doable. It it is extremely doable, and I just wanted to ask – you said that the government gave $30 billion – was it $30 billion? Did I get that Yeah,
1: right? allocated okay.
0: $30 billion that could for, be
1: used for for, for after-school and summer programs as part of a COVID recovery strategy.
0: And that was and the and school so, district? For, no, was that the school district? That was, it, it,
1: yes. The way it flowed, it went from the federal government to state departments of education who got to keep a little bit of that money, let's say 20%. So states have a lot of leeway and governors have some money, yeah. a lot of flexibility. But the majority of the money went to districts, and now look, they could do anything with it. They could. It was yeah, exactly. It was a, it was allowable use. Summer was listed. Summer list. it was strongly encouraged. It was not required, and they even said, "We strongly encourage you to work, team up with your community partners. We're not going to require." Yep. No, if they, if they want to go buy an air conditioning system and put in a new field, I mean, that's up to them. But this is. There is money available, and a lot of money has not been spent still, and there's going to be extensions. given. Yeah. It was supposed to be spent by next 2024, but I think a lot of you could, uh, uh, you know, ask for an extension so you could still spend it. So, Look, yeah, better resources. hurry because the
0: house ain't passing nothing yeah. for next year That I can say. Oh, uh, no, no, no. And that was why they did it. You know, they know, you know, moments
1: change. You know, you got to never let a... I don't know, catastrophe yeah, never go to waste kind of thing yeah,
0: absolutely <laughs> 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 whatever. whatever A- absolutely so, and so yeah. i have to ask aaron at your at your big conference just late, where was it by the way was it in yeah, dc it was last week so, it was last week in dc sold out okay second year great congratulations yeah. on that so you had that okay and i'm sure you had wonderful speakers you probably had an exhibit hall and all that sort of thing yep. all that said what was the what was the mood? I'll, I'll just say it that way. What as people look towards the future as they as they assess their mood and assess where we are? Yeah. What was the mood? Uh, yeah.
1: The mood. I, I think, and man, I'm not just saying this to brag about it. I think people, everyone <laughs> said to me, it was it was the most inspiring, collaborative, and kid focused conference anyone's ever been to in their career. Ah, nice. And Great. it was we had students speaking and performing at every session. We had people came. In almost, I don't know if you follow the Avengers, you know, comic book movie, but it, it felt like everyone was coming together, like in the superheroes of, of our education system. Oh. And it was like, and you've been like brought here together. There's a, we have a challenge. We have a mission. And we all have to team up now to go serve the kids of America. And people were ready to you run know. through walls when they left. This yeah, conference. we do.
0: And I'm going to say what you said before. It's an equity question. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So it's an equity question, and we got to work on that every day. You know, I know my good pal Stacy is uh, listening to this, Stacy Finkel, and you're listening. You're part of this too, Aaron. You know, if you guys ever want to write an article for our magazine, which is all about equity and access, please yeah. do that. We would love to carry this. Oh, thank what you. you. You guys, will. That's, it's we will. there. And I'm quite, as, as Stacy knows, I'm quite serious about it. And, um, yeah, that. you know, we're we'll happy to help up, you any we can. It's really important. Thank you. you. Know, it's re- yeah, Larry,
1: uh, I, I, I want to, can I just tell you, you know, sometimes I joke, I say, my title is CEO, but what matters more when it comes to summer learning is if you move those letters around to EOC, and that stands for promoting education equity, like you said, creating yeah. opportunity, and the thing that all summer programs do really well, it's their special sauce, is build community and well, make everyone go. feel included. And that's what we're doing here, and appreciate your that help. Is what you, that is what you're doing. Easy.
0: It's working out. And I just have one last question for you, which concerns sure. me. It has to do with um, artificial intelligence. You're probably wondering, why is he mm-hmm. talking about that? But you were in, running uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's uh, uh, Summer Programs uh, Association. Yeah. Okay? And I'm concerned. Did you ever talk about the end of Terminator 3? Do we have anything to really worry about with AI? Could you please call me and ask I'm the. Uh, I'm not an expert on that. We had a whole panel about that because there's yeah. a lot of
1: discussion about how to Ooh. use AI in education. But, yeah, but you were the only you know, person I, think, I know who can
0: call the Terminator
1: on the phone uh, and actually you, ask You them. could call yeah. him. He,
0: let me tell you, yes. brother, you could invite
1: him to be on because he, if the number one issue he cares about almost uh, next to the environment is, is after school and summer programs for kids. And he's oh, been wow. a champion I would love for to, decades. I
0: don't know how to connect. He's, if he's you a, can he, send me some information on how to connect and I will answer. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be okay. great, because I am, all kidding aside, a huge fan of what he does. Okay. I like him.
1: Well, he's, he's a good he's guy. He's been passionate about this for a long time. Yep. Oh, I would love um, to have him all right. on. Uh, for
0: well, obvious you. reasons, yeah. but uh, especially for what he does in yeah. thinking he's about all this and making it. it
1: happen for kids. He, he was the biggest advocate for the largest, prior to COVID, the largest federal funding stream for after-school and summer programs wow. called 21st Century Community Learning Center Funding. Oh. And he was the face of the initiative to kind of get it off the ground. And every time it's been on the wow. shopping block, he comes to Washington to save it and preserve it. And, and he's done that numerous times and he's helped increase it. And this is his, he gets it. And he's been working on this for decades, for decades. And he has walked his talk on this issue. Uh, he walks his talk. And, 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 and thank progress. you
0: for saying that because I always felt like he was a good guy. I always felt yeah. like he was a good guy. Okay. And I'm, Glad to hear it. And by the way, since I'm on that subject, he is the classic example of why we need immigrants in this country. He came over from Austria, okay, and look sure. at the success man had. It's unbelievable. we got to constantly remember that. The governor, former governor of California, too. Let's not forget that, okay? Yeah. What can I say, Aaron? I take, I'm writing an article for us. I know, I, Stacey's listening. She'll get in touch with me, but I want to stay in touch okay. with you as well. Okay? Likewise. Thank and you, my friend. You I appreciate center, this. Summerlearning.org. Appreciate you. You got all it. Right. Be well. Thank, it's all linked okay. up here, by the way. I have it all linked, so everybody right. can go to it. Thanks, Aaron. Thank you. Take You're care. Welcome. Bye. 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 Wow, that was great. Aaron Phillips-Dworkin is the uh, CEO, or OEC if he prefers, the executive director over at the National Summer Learning Association, NSLE, summerlearning.org. Um, you heard it all. What do I have to say? Just make it make it so, number two. That's all I have to say, or number one, whatever that was. Anyway, I'm Larry Jacobs. This is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio. And thank you for listening, everybody. Have a good day.